having acknowledged that flame and acknowledging that power and that presence within, let us each and every one open ourselves up to the fullness of that, to the warmth, to the light, to that radiation that is there always in us, as us, flowing through us. And I know that as we accept that, as we open ourselves up to being that representation, to manifesting that, that it moves into our immediate community, first to our loved ones and then past, out into the greater community, out into the state of Washington, to the country, to the world. And as I elevate myself, as we elevate ourselves, know that that power and that presence elevates everyone else also. So incrementally, we move up that vibrational scale from fear to courage to enlightenment. And I know that with that, and that movement towards, as we advance in that direction, the universe always says, yes, my beloved, yes. And so I give great thanks for that. And I release it into the universe, knowing that it is already so, that we are already on that path. We are already that level of enlightenment that we expect. And all we need to do is uncover it and accept those blessings. And together we say, and so it is. We're going to talk about gratitude today. And we have to be in all things grateful, in all things. Take a breath. And sometimes that's dang hard, isn't it? Yes. I want us to remember that there's an old phrase that says it's always the darkest before the dawn. It's always the darkest before the dawn. That same teacher who said that love brings up anything unlike itself said, and so love faster. Love faster. Don't hesitate, don't wait, love faster. We're all connected, which is both the good news and the bad news. See, all those shooters and I are one. All the people who run the NRA, all you know, the whoever, whichever president you don't like, whichever congressman you don't like, we're all one. Take a breath. As the song says that we're singing, we're all one in the light, in the love. I can't remember the exact lyrics, but that's close enough. The work that we do, the good news about this is that as we do our work, as we lift our consciousness, all consciousness lifts. All consciousness lifts. And so we have to go through the dark night of the soul of seeing the stuff. See, if I open that, that closet door of relationship issues, I have to go through it. I can't just slam it shut and say, oh, go away. I don't want to deal with you. I'm not going to have a relationship after all. I've done that. It doesn't work to create relationship. It doesn't work to create a deeper experience of love. And so we're being called 
that the spiritual practice that I do is not just for me. The spiritual practice that I do is for the planet. When I'm practicing gratitude, which I'm going to invite you to do today, I'm not just practicing it for me. It's not just to make my life better. It will do that. But it will also lift the planet. So I I, I feel called to talk about that. We have to break the cycle. The, the news media and lots of people want us to go find who to blame for it. And that doesn't do a thing. Love faster. Are you willing to do that with me? Yeah. To lift, lift the light of this place. Take a breath. I just had to talk about that for a moment. Didn't have it written down. It was just a ramble. So gratitude. This month we're looking at gratitude and blessings. And gratitude is a practice of realizing our well-being. It's a practice of realizing the well-being that already exists within us. See, if you have a toothache, not having a toothache is a source of happiness and gratitude, right? But six months later, you're not grateful for your non-toothache, are you? How many of you... When you wrote down five gratitudes last night, went, wrote down, I'm grateful for not having a toothache. Okay? None of us. When we start to pay attention, which is what gratitude calls us to do, when we start to notice what is, we find that at any time, only a small, small part of us has a problem with life. Only a small part of us is in pain. The rest of us isn't. Take a breath. And that breathing that you're breathing is the part of you that isn't. Ralph Waldo Emerson in Spiritual Laws said, it is only the finite that has wrought and suffered. The infinite lies stretched in smiling repose. And we are at core one with this infinite, aren't we? Yes. That is our true nature. That is, we are completely one with and one of and an expression of this infinite presence. I've been reading a wonderful book called What's in the Way is the Way. Isn't that a great title? My prayer partner turned me on to this. It's by a woman named Mary O'Malley. And in it, she suggests that we live in a beautiful meadow where all is well. And this is not a beautiful meadow of escapism. This is not the meadow of oh, la, la, la. It's not that meadow. It's a meadow of understanding our true essence. Our true essence. But in this meadow, we are surrounded by the clouds of our own stories and beliefs. And we're trying to make everything okay, instead of noticing that it already is okay. I want to read from this book for just a moment, because she says some stuff. The way she says it is great. She says, imagine an alien arriving from another planet and landing beside this meadow. He sees you in the meadow, surrounded by and permeated with clouds. Can anybody relate to that besides me? He's struggling with life rather than being open to it. He can see sticking out of your clouds, feet and hands. Get that image? Here you are with the cloud, you've got your hands, your feet sticking out. We've seen cartoon characters like this. As you run here and there around the meadow, he notices that you're holding a butterfly net in one of your hands. 
He intuitively understands that you are trying to catch butterflies because you believe that if you capture enough of them, enough money, enough success, and they must be the right ones, the right mate, the right body, the right hair, the right job, then you will be happy. The alien also notices that in your other hand you hold a fly swatter. Again, he intuitively understands why you are carrying this with you. He sees that you believe if you get rid of what you don't like, your big nose, your big belly, your mate's irritating behaviors, or your anxiety, then you will finally feel everything is okay. As he watches you careen around the meadow trying to get to what you like and away from what you don't like, the alien notices that all of your seeking and resisting may bring you moments of okayness, but in the long run, your actions only thicken your clouds of struggle. He also sees that over and over again, your desire for life to be different than how it is results in times when you become frozen or lost in despair because you haven't been able to control your life into what you think it should be. Isn't that a great line? You haven't been able to control your life into what you think it should be. This confuses the alien because he can clearly see that you are struggling with nothing more substantial than clouds. On top of that, he can see that you are already in the meadow of peace you are so desperately trying to find. He knows that the meadow of your natural okayness is always with you. You just don't recognize it. Now, when I read that passage, I went, dang, she's been watching my life. I've been arguing with people who aren't present. Been upset over things that happen haven't happened. Reminds me of the, uh, the, the Mark Twain quote that says, I'm an old man and I have known many troubles, most of which have never happened. <laughs> okay? So gratitude is a practice of pulling the mind out of the clouds. Pulling your mind out of the clouds and noticing the meadow in which you always have been and are right now living. Take a breath. Breathe with me in that sense of gratitude. In her book, she recommends engaging the heart by breathing into the heart, by actually breathing like you're breathing through the heart. She, gives the, she says, imagine there's a little nose right here in your heart area, and you're breathing in through that, and inside there's a little flame, and each time you breathe, the flame expands. See, our stories of hurt and woundedness live in our intellect. We run around carrying those stories with us. Those are our clouds. The heart the true spirit of us, has never been wounded, has never been betrayed, has never been abandoned, has never been hurt. Take a breath. There's an aspect of each of us that has never been all that stuff that our mind tells us we have. It's not that we haven't had experiences, but it's never stayed hurt. We know that what we put our attention on increases in our life. So we shine the spotlight of our attention that's what it shows up more of in our life. And so do we spend our time contemplating our hurt or our peace and wholeness? See, I can look at the situation in the world today and I can let my heart engage with that, which I need to. But I don't live and dwell on that. I say, what do I want to do in place of this? What do I want to bring about instead of more of this? 
Because if I stay focused on and angry and energizing this, there, there's, there's a number of Star Trek episodes where they were in, in some sort of you know, cocoon or, or you know, engaged, encountered something in space that if they would fire their phasers into it, which is what they would normally do to get out, it would just empower that thing even more. And so if we take our anger and fire it into our life situations, it just adds more anger. We need to, to be in our love, in our peace, in our wholeness. Real gratitude isn't about writing out five things at night that we're grateful for, although that's not a bad practice, but it's more than that. Real gratitude is an ongoing way of experiencing the moment. This past week, I've been living with this, and I've been practicing, and I've been bringing my attention back when I, when I wander off and go, breathe into your heart, I'm in a meadow. Breathe into my heart, I'm in a meadow. It's been a powerful and sometimes very frustrating practice. You know, my life is pretty peaceful. You know what? The mind doesn't like peacefulness. It gets bored. Let's create a fight. Let's go watch some high drama TV. Let's go, you know, <laughs> am I the only one? Oh, good. Okay, oh, God. Well, then, you know, I'm a good show, so you can watch that. Real gratitude is an ongoing way of experiencing life in this moment. When I'm in a frustrating situation, am I willing to breathe into my heart? Am I willing to take a moment and say, wait, I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to breathe into my heart? I'm going to remember that I'm really in a meadow where most of me is at peace, just like the iceberg is below the surface. Up here is the tip, and the 90% is down here at peace. On the tip, there's some stuff going on. Below, I'm at peace. I'm in wholeness already. Not because I've done something or have to do something or earn something or whatever. I already, I just am. That's my nature. Our intellect wants us to search for things for which to be grateful. But true gratitude is a way of being. It's not, a, a, not an intellectual practice. It's just how we are. It's not thing-based. It's, am I just practicing and living in gratitude? This is why Paul says, in all, in all things, be grateful. In all things, be grateful. Not for all things, but in every situation. It's a practice. This is a practice. Can I be grateful no matter what is happening around me? When we are grateful in all situations, we shift our consciousness. And as we shift our consciousness, we shift our experience of the world, and we shift the world around us. An example is if you're a non-smoker and you walk by somebody who's smoking, you can either be angry or disgusted or whatever, or you can be grateful that, first of all, you can smell. Yes? And secondly, that you've chosen a lifestyle that doesn't include smoking. I can shift that around. And I can do all that, most importantly, without making anybody else wrong. I don't have to make the smoker wrong for smoking. So do I focus on judging and anger and fear, or do I focus on love and gratitude? When Jesus said, it's not what enters your mouth, but what comes out that defiles you, it's an invitation to focus on our inner landscape. It's not what we take in through our eating. He was being called out by the Pharisees because his disciples weren't using the proper ritualistic technique to wash their hands before eating. And he said, it's not what they put in their mouths. It's what comes out that defiles us. Are we putting out the cloud or are we putting out our meadow consciousness? Gratitude is love in observation, love in action. See, when I'm in gratitude, I'm observing with love. I'm loving what is. 
And since God is love, since this infinite presence, this infinite universe is love, gratitude moves us into alignment with that divine nature, which empowers us, which empowers us. And it allows us to see and experience the divine in all things. And thus we have the practice in all things, be grateful. So this week I want to invite us to do two things, two practices. Number one, practice awareness of your own meadow of well-being. And again, this is not escapism. This is not oh, la, la, la. But that deep sense of wholeness that you are, get in touch with that. Practice being in touch with that. See, it's hard to be grateful if I'm not okay. And if I'm in my clouds, I'm feeling not okay, right? And one of the journal moments I had this past week was, I said, I grew up trying to please a mother who could not be pleased in a religion with a God who could not be pleased. Some of you might relate to that, right? But neither of those is the truth of existence. Neither of those is the truth of God. I don't have to keep on trying to please a mom who can't be pleased. That was her hurt nature. That was her own pain. So it's hard to be grateful if I'm not feeling okay. So this week, practice breathing through your heart and choose to be in the meadow. Do that with me for a moment. Just become aware of your heart. Maybe put your hand there. Imagine there is a little nose, a little nostril right in the middle of your heart area. And just breathe in through that area with me. Notice that there's a little flame in there. And as you breathe in, as you breathe out, it simply feeds that flame. And now imagine that you are in this meadow of your own wholeness, your own true beingness, and be aware of it. You don't have to do anything, just be aware. That's what gratitude does, is brings us awareness. The second practice then is, in all things, be grateful. Especially when your mind wants to rot and suffer, choose gratitude instead, aligning with love instead. Are you willing to play with those two practices this week? Yeah. Yeah. Practice awareness of your own meadow of well-being, and then in all things, be grateful. I want to close with a quote that's from uh, a Hafiz poem called My Brilliant Image. One day, the sun admitted, I am just a shadow. I wish I could show you the infinite incandescence that has cast my brilliant image. I wish I could show you, when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. Gratitude helps us to see the astonishing light of our own and each other's beings. I invite you to play with that this week. Let's take a breath. We'll move into prayer. There is a presence, an infinite presence, a oneness. It is greater than all the stuff, beyond all the stuff. An infinite lies in smiling repose that is whole, perfect, and complete as it is. Nothing to be, nothing to do, just the beingness of its own wholeness its own playfulness, its own throwing raspberries out of babies' mouths. It is so beautiful and perfect. 
Mm. That love, that infinite playfulness, that infinite joy, that life energy is always present. It's always ongoing. It doesn't care about the stuff, the circumstances. It's unlimited by that. It is infinite good beyond our idea of right and wrong, good and bad. And because it is infinite, because it is all there is, we have to be one of it. We are within it. We are within it. Every single one of us, every single thing on this planet, including the planet itself, including the solar system in which we orbit, including the galaxy in which we orbit, including the universe in which this galaxy is in, including the multiple universes that are surround all of us, including the multiple dimensions of existence. All of it is within the one. I am one of that, unlimited by circumstance. And so I speak my word for each of us, that we know this, that we live this, that we let this amazing light of our being, the astonishing light of our being, shine and illumine the world in love, in light, in wholeness, in life energy, in joy. The power within us We say yes to it. We let it move through us. We don't have to make it happen. We just simply have to be willing to make it welcome, to let it be. And so we say yes to this light, yes to our love, and yes to this love transforming this world to resonate with the love that exists in every single person, in every single being, in every single situation. Because love is always there. No matter how deeply it's buried, it's always there. Join me in that yes. Out loud, join me in a yes. Yes. To my light. To the light of spirit moving through me. Blessing and illuminating the world. And in that sense of gratitude, I release this to a law that knows how to do it. It is done now. And so it is. Because we say so. So today in the teens' room and in the kids' room, We were talking about having gratitude for our life and the people in it and the places and the food and anything else that comes through our way of life. Even if you perceive a situation to be problematic or a person to be difficult to deal with or things might not be going exactly the way you planned, There's still always things to be grateful for. You're grateful for the opportunity to expand your knowledge of how to move around problems. You're grateful for the ability to have your patience tested. (laughs) There's always things to be grateful for in every situation, and finding those things will just generally make our lives happier because we can see all the things that we have to be grateful for.